You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to the Win Win podcast. This is Ben Wolf, as always, your host. Uh, we're going to be learning from our guest today. Don't hide, don't hide behind a policy. Lead with core values and core focus. We're going to see all about what that means here. Are lots of crazy examples, I'm sure, that a lot of us will relate to, most likely. And uh, before we get into that, I want to uh, give a little more introductory words about our guest today. Uh, he is uh, he was a U.S. Navy officer and merchant mariner, spending over 30 years in the high-risk maritime industry. He has created and owned three successful businesses. He is currently a certified EOS implementer. Uh, he's the founder of the Launching Leaders Workshop for Supervisors, which could be a good uh, resource available at launchingleaders.com. I'll put that in the uh, you know, show description. Uh, and you can learn out more about him at eosworldwide.com forward slash Matt dash Hane. Honey. Honey. Ah, Sam, because I have a member of my team named Matt Haney. And so it's just going to yeah. mess me up. So anyway, EOS okay. worldwide uh, forward slash Matt hyphen Honey. Appreciate it, Ben. Thanks. Matt, welcome. <laughs> Oh, it's so good to be talking with you. Finally, a couple of busy guys taking some time on a Friday morning. Yeah, no, this is this is good. It, you know, this is good, and it's it's a great it's a great subject, and uh, oh, it's a really really good subject. So, I, I guess let's let's start off by giving people some context, sure. In the sense of like, what's your background? Yeah, where did you come from that got us to this moment speaking on this topic. Yeah, I, uh, I've got a crazy background, um, started, you know, entrepreneurial dad up in Illinois. I grew up in Illinois. Um, you know, he was the typical serial entrepreneur, chronic workaholic. He, he had a, he had a string of LLCs, like the dust cloud behind Pigpen in the peanuts cartoon. Right? <laughs> wow. And, uh, yeah, one of his things was he had a butcher shop. And, uh, so we sold fresh cut meats on a South side, Chicago flea market on Saturday and Sunday mornings, which was pretty crazy. I uh, learned cash flow real fast, but it was the only way that I could hang with my dad was showing him my entrepreneurial chops. So that's uh -huh. kind of how I got started. Oh. You know, like you mentioned, I found my way out to sea, uh, went to a maritime college, uh, spent some time both with the Navy and with the merchant Marine and kind of became the go-to guy for making quick decisions on high, very expensive projects, whether it was a project cargo shipment, something big and fancy and heavy that needed to get somewhere across the world, or it was a, a ship going aground in Waikiki Beach, Honolulu, or a cruise ship that ran out of power that just went dead in the middle of the ocean. You know, oh, call Matt, he'll know what to do. So eventually, um, a siren song of being my own boss got to me. I started my first side hustle, uh, leveraged that into another business, leveraged that into a third business. And now launching leaders is actually going to be my fifth business. Mm. And uh, I found EOS in my third business and it changed my life. Um, I realized that you can have work-life balance. You can be a good boss. You can let everybody know what the heck you're thinking and they can incorporate that into their everyday work. So I sold all three of the previous businesses, became a full-time EOS implementer right at the start of COVID, uh, loved my EOS journey, and now um, branching out to kind of give back. My passion project is launching leaders, and this topic about just really leading with context, not control, and getting rid of bad policies, and, and just 
living your culture and letting that be the gatekeeper is just so so big for me and so passionate for me i can't wait to to riff with you about it this morning yeah no i'm excited about it too and, and when i hear a phrase like don't hide behind a policy yeah it just makes me it just it just screams at me that there's some like story or stories behind that <laughs> and Where i guess you if you would start? if you would share some of those stories or examples, a couple of those stories or examples, just to like make it concrete, like the problem. Yeah. So we, when we see it in ourselves, we'll recognize it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this podcast is probably not going to make many attorneys or human resource specialists happy because uh, they love creating policies. They love creating, um, you know, let's add another paragraph to the employee handbook that says that, you know, you shouldn't come to work naked. I don't think we need <laughs> I don't think we need a policy that says don't come to work naked. I think we just need to hire people that know don't come to work naked, you know? I mean, um where where do you want me to go? I got yeah, vacation policy, um time time in, time out, timekeeper policy with a card. I mean, I was Yeah, that that comes up with people all the time. So I'm frustrated. People come in when yeah. they want, they leave when they want. Yeah. We need to be more yeah. strict on this. Yeah. Okay, let's start with that. I've I've heard that come up a million times. Yeah. Who cares? You know, if they're getting the work done, they're getting the work done. So our now it comes down to are you really measuring what you need done? You know, this comes back to some of these EOS tenants like the accountability chart and defining the key roles that you really want that person to be maniacally obsessed about every day. Create the function seat and then put the key roles in that function seat. So there, there's no question what they should be doing every day that they come into work and then have some measurables. Please have some measurables that tell them that they know and you know, there's no subjectiveness. They know and you know that they're getting their job done well. If their numbers are green, leave them alone. Mm -hmm. All right, let, 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 let's cover let's cover some more. Uh, you, you mentioned before we started recording about expense policies. Oh, my favorite expense <laughs> reports, right? Yeah, I mean, what if what if just let's visualize for a minute because I love visualizing, right? I love painting the picture. So I, I'm just thinking in my mind, what if we hired people that just knew spend the money as if it were your own that just knew don't accept a gift that's out of the norm from a vendor that just knew hmm. i shouldn't be buying this luxury jewelry for my wife on the company credit card <laughs> So if you can get the, I mean, just honestly, truly, if you can get the core values right, if you right. can get people that are like-minded, that share your beliefs, that really, truly, honestly, they they know and you know what the expectations are, and you protect that fiercely at the gate on check-in. Don't hire people mm -hmm. that need that. Here's a great example, Ben. In the industrial world, everybody's concerned about safety. Mm -hmm. Safety. You know, oh, we safety is so important. We need a safety officer. We, I'm going to encourage all of you that are in the industrial space listening. Maybe you need to take a better look at safety as one of your core values, one of your tenets. And maybe you need to work on hiring people that only believe in self-preservation. You know, I, I wear a hard hat out in the field because I don't want my noggin to be pierced by a piece of falling steel. It's just who I am. I mean, I get it. 
So hire those people that get it, and then you don't need a gigantic safety policy that says wear a hard hat. Right. Well, that, I mean, some of that stuff, what you're saying now reminds me, because I, you know, you talk about the, you know, we're, we're going to share because you shared it with me, the Netflix culture deck. Absolutely. We'll, we'll, we'll share this also. And, you know, some of what you're saying before, like when you're talking about expenses, like that was all, that was all stuff that I read in the, in the Netflix, no rules rules book also. So, what, yeah, so what, what, why don't you talk about that? Like, you know, what did you get from that book or Netflix? Yeah. Or, yeah, I think the thing there is, you know, it goes back to what I said earlier about, you know, hire the people that that you can trust with your money. Hire the people that you you believe don't need to be told. Uh, don't add all of your personal mileage to the company. Spend the money as if it were your own. Right. A one line expense policy. Yeah. One of the things from Netflix, and, and you'll remember this, this is a very particular thing is, oh, you can't make company uh, personal calls on at company time. You can't make personal copies at at the office. And Netflix called it out. They said, "Hey, look, if it's an inconvenience or it's inefficient to do it elsewhere, just do it here." You know. So if you got a kid that's got a a softball game at night and they you need to sign the parent you know authorization or permission to play form. And the only way to do that, because you can't make a copy at work, is to leave work and go to a Kinko's or FedEx or Quick Copy and print it out and scan it and then come back to work. Right. I mean, come on. Let's be efficient at work. Let's not be stupid about policy. <laughs> How am I doing great, on example? It's a great example. The, let me ask you this. The the uh, we, we kind of glossed over... You know, you talked about being a EOS implementer and getting into EOS. We didn't even explain what EOS is. Not everybody yeah, who's listening to or watching this is aware of that. So we talked about instead of hiding behind processes, leading with core values, core focus, and yes. target market. Yes. So yes. can you explain those concepts? What, you know, these are, you know, they're universal yeah. concepts, but they're explained a certain way by entrepreneurial operating system, EOS. Can you explain those concepts of EOS, core target, Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. core focus you- values? If you're listening instead of watching, um, Ben has behind him a couple of traction books written by Gina Wickman. Traction is the, you know, the textbook on EOS, Entrepreneurial Operating System. In EOS, in EOS, which believes firmly in simplify, simplify, simplify. In EOS, we talk about three key tenets, core values, who you are in your heart of hearts who you want to be surrounded by, timeless guiding principles, everyone in the company for forever. Core focus, core focus, because you're not the sun and you don't have unlimited energy all the time, you really need to focus your energy. So we create a focus by combining the purpose, the why behind the business, which is so important. Pull in a little bit of Daniel Pink, right? Uh, drive, right? It's you know what drives your people. Purpose drives people. People don't drive people. Purposes do. So if we can get that why behind the business really dialed in perfectly and marry it with what you're the best at doing, that's a perfect place for a core focus. Jim Collins in the book Good to Great talks about a hedgehog concept. I think it's chapter five, right? And the hedgehog concept is marrying three things, what you love to do, 
why, the purpose behind the business, what you're the best at doing, what you own in your marketplace, and what makes you a ton of money. So we think in the EOS, look, let's get that focus really dialed into the why behind the business and what you're the best at doing. If we can do that, that's going to help us provide us a filter for everything we do, including people. So then the next step is this core target or 10 year target. And that's where you're going. I argue with my clients all the time. I say, you, you, you're looking for a vision mission statement. This is it. Core values, who you are, who you want to be surrounded by timeless guiding principles for everyone in the company for forever. If you can get that right. And they truly understand the core focus, the why behind the business and what you're the best at doing and they know where you're going, that's your corporate culture right there. Now, I'll give you an example. Um, I've got a company in the um, wholesale restaurant equipment uh, market, and uh, they, they're great. They've, their EOS journey has been fantastic. Uh, they've learned a lot. They've got great core values, and they've got a great for, core focus. One of their core values, and I'm, I'm probably paraphrasing a little bit here, so I hope they don't uh, come and come and, and tackle me on this, but it's a, a, a passion served with a side of compassion, mm -hmm. right? Pa passion, oh, passion served with a side of commitment, passion uh, served yeah. with a side of commitment. And this is kind of their core value is all about, we're all about the food service industry. It's where we came from. It's who we love. It's who we support and serve. And then in the core focus, they talk about we solve the food service industry's problems with generational experience in, um, you know, fitting the right equipment into the right place. I said, Go ahead. I love all of this. Just recently, they're growing and they hired a new accountant. And they love this guy. He fit their core values. Apparently, he didn't fit their core focus. He just didn't get it. He mm. couldn't understand how anybody could be so excited about the food service industry. Now, anybody that's out there in the food service industry, they're all like, how could you not get that? But he, he just didn't get it. And he struggled with that. He's like, wait, I don't understand. Why would we have to go in and fix a sink on a Friday night at eight o'clock. How, how is that? Why, why would we do that? That doesn't make any sense. They're like, you don't understand the food service industry, bro. We, we made that, we made that guarantee. Mm -hmm. And so this was a tough call for them. They were like, wow, we, we just don't think this guy gets our, our core, core values, core focus, that first core value about the, you know, passion served with the side of commitment and then tying it to, we solved the food service industry's problems. Mm -hmm. he just didn't get it never will and so they're helping him find the next best place for him to be hmm. wow that, that that that's commitment yeah right when someone's good yeah. at their job and they even match the other core values you know that's uh that's quite yeah. a commitment what so bringing it back to this idea of over policying or over processing yes uh, why do we why do we do that <laughs> why, why, why does this need to be said that yeah you know because why, does because it, why, we, why do we do this yeah because um this is the term that i think you love we make a knee-jerk policy <laughs> what's that what is that <laughs> a knee-jerk policy is 
some less less than um, core value employee that's probably no longer with the business even did something and mm -hmm. our lawyers and our HR personnel panicked and just for the sake of um, mitigating the situation added something to the employee handbook and mm -hmm. added something to the training manual and everything else. Mm -hmm. um, and and when they did, when they did that, they didn't understand all of the all of the repercussions of it, right? So um, ultimately, dress codes in schools are a great example of that, right? Mm -hmm. um, hey, we had let's talk about let's let's be honest. We had some really bad policy up until the fifties and sixties, right? Segregation, mm. right? You can't sit on this side of the auditorium. You can't ride on this part of the bus. Okay. And then we got smarter and we realized we have to change our policy. Um, now, this is going to be hard, 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 hard for your listeners and watchers to, to, to understand. Please divorce your politics from the next statement I'm about to make. <laughs> okay. Please divorce your politics from, the, from whatever you think love or hate divorce that from what i'm about to say because donald trump made an executive order and i'll come out and say i'm i'm, I'm not a, a fan of donald trump but i did love this i i'm i'm lucky because i can look at politics with a with a unbiased eye um he when he first came into office he said all right all you bureaucrats out there for every policy that you want to make, you got to get rid of two. I, I heard about that. Yeah, that was fantastic. I think he did. That was in 2017, right? And um, and man, the what that meant all the way down. I still had a lot of connections in the maritime industry. I was on a a, a board um, a committee down here in in New Orleans, and that had our tiny little committee couldn't make any more. It, it got, it came all the way down to this. Yeah, I, I actually, I've never spoken with anyone who was personally affected by that. So I'm curious what real life effect that had. Yeah. So, so our committee was chartered by the U S coast guard and because it was a charter that was permitted by the U S coast guard to, you know, to discuss safety of navigation on the lower Mississippi river. And because of that, because it was a charter from the U.S. Coast Guard, we said, hey, we're no longer going to do this. They were like, okay, if you want to say that, then you got to get rid of two policies. We're like, wait, what? They're like, yeah, it's the new rule. If you, if you want to make a policy, you got to get rid of two. I was like, wow. Okay. I kind of like this for the U.S. government. So it actually forced you to go look through your policies and see what's outdated, what's no longer applicable, what's just taking up space. Yeah. Let's clear or, or as an actively bad idea. <laughs> actively bad idea. Segregation. What? Why did we wear wigs in the UK uh, court system until 2007? I mean, was there a reason? The original reason they wore wigs, you know, horsehair wigs was... I, I and I may be wrong here, but I, from what I understand, it was because you know back in the day, there was no air conditioning, there was no HVAC in those courthouses, and they were a little bit steamy and stinky in the you know back in the day. So a summertime in Philadelphia, 
you know, with the windows closed and no air conditioning and hygiene wasn't what it is today, it was pretty stinky in that courtroom. And so one of the ways they got rid of some of the smell was by wearing powdered wigs that had perfume or scent in them. And so it kind of tamped down. I, everybody I did not know that reasoning. Yeah, yeah. So, but they kept the, they kept the horsehair wigs until 2007. Right. I mean, come on, find your knee jerk reactions and uh -huh. get, find your knee jerk rules and get rid of them. Simplify, simplify, simplify. It's Back to core values. Ben, come on. If we get the core values right, and we really recruit on the core values. Hey, stop. Don't even read the rest of this job solicitation unless you really truly are these things. And then you list your core values in a passionate visualizing way. And then you say, if this is you, then read on. If it's not you, then don't read any further because you will be uncomfortable in this position. You will be uncomfortable in this company. But then you got to go further and reinforce that at every interview, right. every step of the way. So tell them over and over again, hey, if you're not these things, you're not going to get along here and you'll be uncomfortable and there will be friction, right? Hey, if you're not these things on day one, oh, on day one of work, hey, remember when we told you about those core values back in the solicitation? And then you got interviewed four times and every four times, four, all four times, they said core values, core values, core values. And now you're on day one. We want to show you these core values at work. We want to show you how serious we are about these core values. Yeah, you don't, look, it doesn't take five hours to figure out how to get your automatic deposit set up. It doesn't take five hours to sit them in front of a computer. Next slide next slide next slide no win them over on day one by giving them the core showing the core values at work one of the security companies i work with has a security officer that worked in a, a apartment uh, um, uh office building and he found a satchel of cash and he get he chased down the owner of the building and uh, who was leaving at the time he's like hey mr smith i i don't know where this came from or whose it is but I'm giving it to you. I don't know what the heck's going on, but I, I don't know. And in there, it was like $37,334. And the only reason, the only way they caught the person that was embezzling was the amount. Because it was the exact amount, 334, you know, $37,334, they could trace that back to exactly where the deduction was made and arrest the right guy. So that security company, on day one, every security officer that works for them goes out and meets that security officer who tells <laughs> them that story. And then that night, they go home to their significant other and they're like, I love this place, man. They, they took me out. I met the security officer who found this bag of cash. And because he didn't take any of the money out of it, he, they found out who the person that was stealing was. And I, I can't wait to go back to work the next day. <laughs> Isn't that, doesn't that sound, doesn't that sound better than what you do today on your first day, honey? Well, I did this training where I hit next slide, next <laughs> slide, and I filled out my 401k form. And I, no, win them over with the core values at the beginning so then they can exude, emit, and invoke those core values everywhere inside the company. 
That's what we need. We don't need we don't need policy if we have people that truly appreciate, get, and live those core values every day. Right. Well, you 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 know you've you've already ordered answered. I mean, my 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 next question, which was you know going to be how do we how do we you know lead with values and core focus without yeah. you know rather than policy, and you know it's it's put it front and center and center and front on the job description and in the yeah. interview process and on the first yes. day and then continuing really, yeah. you know, through the, the whole management of, of, of your team. Uh, what, what happens if, okay, like we're nowhere near there. We're already over-processed. We're already, yeah. you know, we, we already have a, a rule. Mm. I, I, uh, it was an example. like my, my daughter, she's in a parochial school and, and she had, you know, like one day she like, I, I don't know, I guess nobody wore scarves with it. Like one day she like wears a scarf or a choker or something. And like, you know, the next day it's in the school handbook, you know, oh, no man, schools are great for that stuff. And right? my, my daughter, my other daughter went to camp and she was like scared of going to camp. So we went out and got her a hamster right before camp. And so she brought it with her, this little thing with, but there's like, what a fourth grade sleepaway camp. So, you know, forgot how old she was, fourth grade, fifth grade, something. And she gets there and there's nothing no in the handbook that says that you can't have a pet in camp. But the next year there was a rule in the handbook that says, I mean, so they, they let her keep it, but the next year there was a rule. So yeah. our, our greatest claim to fame is we, we've created more knee-jerk rules and, and policy. Oh, but yeah. else, that's our claim yeah. to fame. But let's say you're already over-processed. You're, yes. you know, you're, you're in the wrong direction on this. Yes. Uh, What's, you know, what you, the picture you described is very inspiring, but it may yes. seem like a million miles away. Yeah. So what, yeah. what can somebody who's nowhere sure. near that right now, what's some initial things somebody could do? Yeah. So, you know, the old Chinese proverb, right? The best time to plant a tree. Well, 50 years ago. Years, yeah. Oh, okay. 25 <laughs> years ago. The next best time right now. Right. So stop making knee jerk policies. Stop. Be, be a courageous, be fiercely courageous in your leadership. Go with your gut, man. If you really truly believe your core values and you're sharing those core values frequently, you're really implementing them in the business, not just putting them in a dollar tree, $1 frame by the bathroom in the hallway. If you're really living them, then you can start cleaning up, right? So stop making bad policies, first mm -hmm. of all. Good, uh, and, and let's, let's, let's kind of throw processes and policies in together, okay? Just for a second. Um, good processes, this comes from the Netflix stuff we were talking about before we got on the air. Good processes uh, from Netflix says, it helps highly talented people get more done. Budgets those that truly believe your core values and are in it to win it because they're aligned with your core focus, where you want to go, your core target, and how you're going to get there, they're going to spend within their budget. Then we don't need the knee-jerk reaction of the leadership team approving every spend over you know, $200. <laughs> I mean, that doesn't work. That's right. not sustainable. So Highly talented people get more done. That's what we want good processes to do. Uh, budgets, spend within your budgets. Um, 
a bad process is a three-person sign-off, right? <laughs> the three. If you truly build your accountability chart in, in, we talk accountability chart in EOS, which is really create the work that needs to be done to be successful. And if you can do that well, and then create measurables that show that those people are doing that work, way less bad process is going to, there's not room for bad process to, to come into the market, come into mm -hmm. the, into the company. Um, <clears throat> 10 people interviewing one candidate. No, we don't, there's, we don't need 10 interviews. Maybe three, right? So then you got to do some cleanup, right? You got to do some cleanup. And this is something that's good. Um, you need an employee handbook. You need a training manual, but they should be live and dynamic, just like your core key critical processes. If you, if you really need a checklist for every single job that you do in the business, you probably don't have the right people doing the work. Mm -hmm. So if you can really truly get people that share your core values, they really get it. They live those core values. Back to safety as an example. If you interview for and maintain safety as a core value, then you need less safety policy mm -hmm. because everybody's just doing it every day. The other thing that can help is then if you can, if people truly understand their job, they, they live your core values, now it's time to clean up the mess that was left behind, right? So dig into the employee handbook, dig into the training manual and clean those up to really align with your core values and your core critical key processes. The ones that you need that talk about uh, handoffs from one department to another. All right. That's awesome. Look, I, it's, obviously we could go on and on and I would love to hear some more stories, but I really appreciate everything you're sharing now. Uh, we'll, we'll share the, uh, we'll share the information about your course for supervisors and uh, about the Netflix, uh, the Netflix deck. And uh, it's also, the, you, you said there was a Patrick Lencioni podcast. Yeah. It was very influential for you on this topic. So I'm going to share that too, because you shared that yeah. with me. Yeah. Uh, and so we'll put that in the, in the, in the show notes and everything. Uh, I just really appreciate you talking about this. It's such a fundamental topic and we, I need to be reminded and I'm sure I'm not the only one. So, uh, I really appreciate this. Yeah. We're all, we're all on the road to mastery and continuous improvement. So all of us can use, use some help, including me. Um, can I take 10 seconds to give sure. you a quote out of that Netflix deck? Please. Yeah. If you want to build a ship, don't drum up the people to gather wood and then divide the work and give the orders. Instead, teach them to yearn for the want for the vast and endless sea. Hmm. All right, then they're going to be running to, to find those things to do. Yeah. So if you can paint a beautiful picture of the vast and endless sea, you don't have to give a bunch of orders how to do it. They'll figure it out. This is the whole concept of control versus context. Mm -hmm. Provide the context, not the control. Right. And I, I, I see with the with the U.S. Navy and Merchant Marines background, I can see why you picked that quote. <laughs> <laughs> but right. 
Anyway, thank you, Matt. It's actually from the author of The Little Prince. Uh-huh. Nice. All right. I really appreciate this, Matt. Thank you. Same, Ben. Really always a joy to talk to you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, you too. Absolutely. And everybody else, we'll see you on the other side. Thank you. You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.